You're listening to the Sarah Fader podcast. Uh, this is what anxiety feels like. And I'm here with my best friend, Allie Burke. She is a best-selling author. She is the executive director of the nonprofit organization Stigma Fighters and the founder of the OCH Literary Society. Welcome, Allie. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. Oh, you're welcome. I like how professional we're being right now. <laughs> it's all a lie. Um, so I want to ask you, just starting out, um, what is wrong with people that don't like cats? There's something wrong with them, right? I There has to be. And you know what? The thing I've noticed is that like all men are allergic to cats. Have you noticed that? It's, it's, it's weird. But is that, is that like a convenient allergy or is it like a real allergy? <laughs> I don't know. I swear to you, I have found the only man on earth who's not allergic to cats. Yeah, because I feel like they're not telling the truth. It's no. that, it's that they, they don't want to have a cat, so they say they're allergic. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, I'm sneezing now. I can't deal with this. <laughs> Please help. Allie, can you, tell, can you tell everybody how we met from your recollection? From my recollection, I was blogging about schizophrenia, and a mutual friend of ours introduced us uh, because you were running the Stigma Fighters blog at the time. That's, that's right, yeah. And um, we became best friends in like a day or something? Yeah, it was something ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like we met, and then we were talking on the phone for like nine hours. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> and we had all these very bizarre like overlap similarities even though we're yeah. even though we're different we're, we have a lot of things that we both mutually like like cats and chocolate and um <laughs> books and stuff and writing but we also hate people but also like people <laughs> so it doesn't make sense like Allie makes fun of me because she's like you you everybody loves you but you hate them which is the <laughs> truth <laughs> It's so true. I think that's where we came up with that. Um, my anxiety loves your paranoia thing. Yeah, exactly. That's and that's our thing. That's our that's our in joke is, um, my anxiety loves your paranoia. So my anxiety loves Allie's paranoia, and that's that's how that's what that's how we roll. You know. Um, yeah. And also, I tell people this all the time, but I say that like you're seventy five percent more functional than I am, which is. Which is <laughs> Which is so ridiculous because we haven't even, we haven't, we have not even broached the topic of what your mental illness is like we sort of did in the beginning, but Allie has paranoid schizophrenia. She refers to herself as a schizophrenic, which offends people for some reason. Yeah, it, it offends everyone. And I think it started with, with Ellen Sachs where she had a quote that was something like, you know, there are no schizophrenics, there are people with schizophrenia. And I decided to own my illness as part of me rather than saying, well, I'm not only schizophrenic, I'm other things. Well, I'm, I'm both, but I, I want to own it as part of me because it, it really is and it's never going to go away. And when I write things like that, when I say schizophrenic, I get all these comments from people. You should try people with schizophrenia. And I'm like, that's cool if that's your thing, but that's not my it's not. And, and it, you know, it's interesting because uh, Michelle, who was on the other day, our, our, our mutual friend Michelle, who is schizophrenic, had a similar situation on Instagram where this woman attacked her for saying, I'm schizophrenic. Right? She attacked her. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, she was. We, she attacked her and said, you know, you really shouldn't refer to yourself as schizophrenic 
because I'm a social worker and you're, you have schizophrenia. And Michelle was like, um, well, it's my illness. So, (laughs) (laughs) and it's my decision. People shouldn't tell you. And that's the hard thing about mental health advocacy is everyone thinks that there's a right way, but there really isn't. It's just your own way. That's it. And I think also the thing that I love about you so much, like there's a list, there's like a list of hundreds of things, <laughs> but, but, one, but one of the things I love is that you don't baby people. Like if someone's like, I feel so bad for myself, you're like, oh, well, <laughs> then maybe you should do something. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm I'm mean in that way. <laughs> no, but, but it's not it's not bad though. It's not a bad thing. It's it's because the thing is people often want you to be like, I'm so sorry that your life sucks. But the thing is that's not helpful, right? Because what's no, that gonna not. do? It's gonna do nothing, right? Like your thing I feel like is how can I fix it? What can we do? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of how I refer to myself as the fixer. And it's hard because People really want you to empathize with them, but, and you can, you know, I'm sorry, but how are we going to try to fix this issue? Yeah, exactly. So what is it like to live with schizophrenia? Like, tell us um, a a day that is more challenging for you. Um, It's very weird. You know, I wrote a piece about this uh, recently about how you have, when you have the very best intentions of waking up in a good mood, when it really doesn't do anything for you because you don't wake up in a good mood and then you feel like you're not capable. Um, So I really just kind of take every day with a grain of salt. I've finally, finally found a medication that works well for me that I can function on um, in my everyday life as a corporate professional and a writer on the side. Um, But there there are a lot of challenges. Hold on. Not so much on the side, though. Let's let's just like be a little let's like brag a little like it's she's she's trying to be like all humble but it's not like she's writing on the side or some shit like she's written for vice magazine she has been featured in uh good what where uh, she was in uh she was in a a major article in women's health magazine so yes not so much on the side writing <laughs> yeah that's true i mean i've i've worked really hard and i have um accomplish a lot in the writing world, but, you know, my day job is my, my primary goal of, of getting through. And, you know, I suffer from depression a lot. Um, and it's really hard. I think the hardest thing for me is because I crave isolation as a schizophrenic person. And so I see what I see is people, you know, they go to lunch together and everyone has a lunch buddy and I'm the one, like I go to my car and I read or sleep. Interruption. Yes. (laughs) Okay, please excuse this interruption. Let me stop for a second. All right, so the children just, you know, interrupted, but that's fine. We'll leave that in because that's real life. That happens. <laughs> so in terms of the, the symptoms, oh, right, so you're saying you see people going to lunch and hanging out, and you just want to be by yourself. Yeah, I just, I crave this isolation. I know I know it's not healthy, but it's, just the reality, actually, um, my boyfriend was talking to a nurse who was like, yeah, they need to be isolated, you know, these schizophrenic people, and it's just normal. It's not something they can get away from. So that's one of the things I'm really trying to accept. Yeah, and, you know, I don't think that that's exclusive to schizophrenia, too, because I, have, I relate to that. I think that's why 
one of the reasons we get along so well is sometimes I like to hide, you know, and like yeah. you would never take that personally because you also like to hide. I do. You know, I do. Sometimes it makes me feel like a bad friend, though, because I just don't want to talk to anyone. Right. And I'm really bad about reaching out to people, asking them, you know, how are you? Because I'm so focused on I just really need to be by myself for a bit. Yeah, but I think that you're the, the thing is that you're ahead of the game because you realize that you need to take care of yourself in order to be a, a better friend. That's true. You know, I don't know. I mean, that's something that you could definitely discuss in therapy, though. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we should, I should probably do that since my last therapy session was like, okay, you're clinically depressed. There's nothing I can do for you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so, um, I, I feel like the, the, the people listening to this would benefit from your advice on how to deal with internet arguments. Because it is so genius and, and needs to be patented, but it's just so wonderful and it, it, it has saved me so many times. So what do you do when somebody is trolling or attacking you on the internet? I like their comments and don't respond. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing. But what if, you, what if you choose to engage with them? How do you handle the argument? Um... I usually use the sandwich method. <laughs> um, I usually emphasize, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but you're wrong <laughs> type of thing. Um, that's, that's always worked well for me. Yeah, that, and also, uh, I think what I, wanted, what I wanted you to talk about is how you stay away from emotion and, and deconstruct the logic of what they're saying. Yeah, that's, that's kind of my MO for not only conversations on the internet, conversations in real life um I I just really try to be as logical as possible because emotions really can turn the conversation in a really bad way yeah they can distort things right they can they can be yeah. very distorted and it's not and it, you know it's not that you're not an emotional person you have emotions but I think that you are probably somebody that is it your skill is regulating your emotions like, you're very skilled at that. And so it's not something, like, for me, I'm, like, over-emotional and, like, whatever, weird. You know, but you're, yeah. but you're, but you're just, like, I'm having an emotion and I'm going to deal with this. <laughs> you know? Well, what I do typically is I, I wait. You know, I'll see a comment that pisses me off and I close Facebook for an hour or two. And then I'm, like, okay, I can respond to this logically now. Right. But, I mean, it's not like it's easy for you, too. Because I feel like, no. you know, you also have spoken about this where it's, like, you have like a gut reaction or a paranoid reaction to something and you're like, I need to like sit with this and before I respond. Right. Exactly. I mean, I want to respond passively aggressively like everybody else does, but, um, that's not the way to get things. You, you have to be very direct that, but also I think that in, in quote unquote real life, right? Like if you, if, if you're, for example, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, let's say you're in an, you're in the office environment and you feel like maybe someone's talking about you. How do you deal with that in your head? I did actually have a situation like this not too long ago where I thought there were two individuals who were saying bad things about me and they didn't like me. And so I just went straight to them and I asked them and they were like, no, you know, not at all. That's, that's not what's going on. And so 
that was that. But you you really have to um, conflict in an office environment is actually very healthy. Only unhealthy teams have this like oh everything you know like the Facebook environment everything's great my life is awesome. Um, that's actually very dysfunctional. So you have to address conflict head on. That's the only way to to keep it healthy. Definitely. Okay, so tell us what you do for Stigma Fighters. I'm the executive director for Sigma Fighters, uh, which means I am the chair of the board, and I run um, the side of things where the technical aspects, the writing aspects, um, when we need to submit proposals and things like that. Absolutely. Also, Allie did redesign the website, which looks beautiful. Oh, thank you. awesome. Thank you. Just... A few um, skills I picked up along the way of being a writer, I guess. <laughs> so, what what is your hope for Stigma Fighters? What what do you what what do you want to happen with it? I want Stigma Fighters to be speaking in every um, major college and university around the U.S. I think that's our next step is to really um, be including people from colleges because depression in college is like at an all-time high right now Absolutely, um, yes. it's really difficult I know actually uh, a couple students who attend Berkeley who are looking to create an app um, for mental health that's how bad it is mm -hmm. so I think our presence there would would really be welcomed and helpful yeah I should talk to my mom because she's a you know that's where she went to undergrad oh really <laughs> yeah so she's she's an alum but we should yeah we should definitely talk about that um, yeah. If you could live anywhere in the world besides California, where would you live and why? Hmm, that's a hard one. Um, because I haven't been to any of the places that I would say <laughs> that I would want to live. But if you know, if it was in the U.S., I think it would be Portland. Mm -hmm. um, if it was not in the U.S., I would have to say Prague or Barcelona. Prague is so beautiful. I can tell you that because I went there when I was 16 and I was like, the motherland, Jews. You know, like, it was very exciting. It's a beautiful city. It really is. I would love to go there. It's, uh, actually, it's part of the setting of my current book that I'm writing. That's awesome. Tell us about OCH Literary Society. OCH Literary Society is an online magazine that celebrates literary prose. Um, I how many times I submitted a piece to be told, oh, this is too literary for us. This is too literary for us. So I really wanted um, what is a that? place. Like, I, just, I just want to ask you, what does that mean? Like if, some, if an editor says that to you, what does that mean? Well, I don't really know, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Um, but I think it's just, it's too stylistic. Mm -hmm. It needs to be technical writing. I think that's what it means. But I really wanted a place where writers would never have to worry about that. If they had a really stylistic prose, I wanted them to have somewhere where they could publish it. Yeah, and it's, it's really remarkable what you've done with that community and how involved the writers are and how supported they feel, which I think was your goal. Yeah, it was. And thank you for your help with that as our, you know, our marketing professional um, for running our Twitter and our Facebook. Thank you. I'm excited. I actually am going to focus on building the Twitter, which is exciting. And yeah. and fi we should find some new writers. I'm excited. I think that it's 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 nice to have a place where writers really do feel like a part of a community, which which again, I think is wonderful. Like that's that's what your goal was and that's what you did. 
Yeah, exactly. So you also write a column on Psychology Today where you talk about living with schizophrenia. Tell us about that. I do, and I have to thank you again for connecting me with um, the editors of Psychology Today for making that happen. I have the only active schizophrenia column uh, on Psychology Today about uh, called Paper Souls. Tell us why. And, well, tell us why that's important. That it's the only one. Um, well, because there's nobody blogging about schizophrenia. That's that's the harsh reality. Um, very few people. There's there's a couple out there. Michelle, and you mentioned a woman named Rebecca as well. But in comparison to the people. Um, blogging about bipolar disorder, anxiety, and depression. There's very few people blogging about schizophrenia. So I think it's really important that I have that view on psychology today of what it's really like um, living with this disorder. Yeah, I, I, could, I absolutely 100% agree. And I'm so happy that you're giving voice to people that are typically silenced, you know? And actually, yeah. in, in some ways, I hate to say this, but you're kind of an anomaly, right? Because there are a lot of schizophrenics out there that are not functioning as highly as you are. Yeah, it's very true. And I, I re that's the whole reason that I write is so that people can, you know, have someone to look up to so that they can function well. Right. So I, I made a really inappropriate off-color joke that Big Bird could potentially be schizophrenic. And I wanted to write about this, but I wanted to, to brainstorm with you. Do you think that Big Bird is schizophrenic based on Big Bird's symptoms? I, I think he definitely could be, yeah. So what, what symptoms does he have that would maybe say, like, that somebody would perhaps speculate that he has schizophrenia? Um, what was the the other character that you that you sent the picture to for me? Right. So he so he has he has an imaginary friend whose name is Snuffleupagus, mm -hmm. but but yeah. to, to everyone else is a hallucination. Right. Exactly. So I think that's the biggest thing is that Big Bird is hallucinating and really believes in his hallucination. Yeah. I mean, it could be a really interesting article, but definitely has the potential to be offensive. Yeah, that's that's the problem is that, you know, people, people are so offended so easily on the Internet. You have to be really careful what you say. I'm going to write it anyway. And, um, you know, whatever. People will be hope for the best. Hope for the best, exactly. <laughs> but I, but I, I don't know, though. Maybe he's not because if that's his only symptom, I mean, other there are other disorders that have hallucinations, right? I mean, if you if you go into like bipolar disorder could have hallucinations, too. Yeah, there's people actually that have gone through psychosis that don't really have any psychotic disorder at all. Stress can cause it. Um, so it, it just really depends on the person, what they're going through. Yeah, I don't I don't see Big Bird as highly stressed. I'm just going to put that out there. Like, <laughs> he doesn't seem like he's stressed out. I feel like that's not what the problem is there. Yeah. At all. Exactly. Um, so that, that's why I was voting for schizophrenia, but... Um, Okay, we're going to play a game just to end this episode, and the game is called Two Truths and One Lie. So I want you to tell me two things that are true and one lie, but I have to guess what the lie is. Okay, well that's going to be really hard because you know me very well. You're going to you're gonna have to work at this. Let me think. Okay. 
Um, the first one is my favorite color is green. Okay. I once had tendonitis. And I love working out. Ooh, that this is you. You're a good liar, Allie. Bird. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say your favorite color is green. That's a lie. That is a lie. Yeah. I win. Okay. All right. Now, now I have. Now it's my turn. All right. Let me think. I've got to think of some good ones. Um. My favorite color is green. That's one. Okay. Okay. My first concert that I ever went to, I saw the band Offspring. Okay. Okay. And the last one is I hate the smell of incense. I'm going to say Offspring is a lie. And no, I got it wrong. I love incense. <laughs> You are a good liar. I know, but I'm not schizophrenic. And actually, it's funny because in your article that you wrote for Stigma Fighters, one of the best parts of that article was like, I'm a good liar. You talked about being a good liar. Like part of part yeah. of your... And I, and I actually have seen you lie, and it's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I hate lying, but when it needs to be done, I can do it well. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I were in, like, some kind of a, if we committed a crime, I'd be like, I'm not saying anything. I'm letting her do the talking. Our attorney's not here, but she's got this. You know? Well, it's, I think it has less to do with your, your illness and more to do with the fact that you're really smart. Well, I think, you know, my mom is, a compulsive liar and so I think that might have something to do with it. Right, you were trained. Yeah. <laughs> you were trained well in the art of lying. <laughs> um, why, why are cats cooler than dogs? Because cats have personality. Okay. Dogs have personality too but a dog will always you know be loyal to you and be happy to see you where a cat will just sometimes you know I have two cats one of them who comes up to me just like a dog I can hold him just like a dog the other one hates me she's like I don't fucking care that you're home I don't care just be quiet so I love that cats have different personalities where I love dogs too right but dogs are just you know you can always count on them where cats are um, very spontaneous Spontaneous is a very good euphemism for what cats are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's true. I, I just don't trust people that don't like cats. There's something, <laughs> there's something fucking wrong with them. And I, I'm not going to let up from this point. I mean... Well, I mean, how can you call yourself an animal lover, but then you say, oh, well, I don't like cats, I only like dogs. Well, then no, you're not an animal lover. No, you're that means dogless. you don't fucking love animals. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. You know? Shut the fuck up. So... How can, okay, I have a couple of questions just to close out. So if I, for writers out there listening, how can they submit to the OCH Literary Society? Well, there's a submissions link on the website. The website is haphazardcoffee.com. Okay. Um, and there's a submission link there. They can they can go ahead and go there, or they can email me directly. My email is alliburkbooks at gmail.com. Okay, and you're looking for poetry and prose? Um, yes, I would. We're really looking for right now is either your nonfiction or your fiction that's a little bit longer than than poetry or short fiction. Okay, 
And um, I, I think I mentioned this before, but Allie is a best-selling author, so she knows what time it is in terms of writing. I know what time it is. Yes, she does. <laughs> um, and how can people submit their mental health story to Stigma Fighters? Well, tell tell about tell us what tell the people what we are looking for and where they can submit their stories. We are looking for one thousand word essays about your journey with mental illness, whether it be you or a family member or a close friend. And you could submit at stigmafighters.com. And what about for the people that say, but my story doesn't have a happy ending? What, what would you say to them? I would say that you are definitely welcome to submit your story because not all stories have a happy ending. We'd rather it be realistic um, than not be true. Yeah, because like how many times have you heard that from people that, that want to submit to Stigma Fighters but have like reticence about it? Yeah, I think people are really, um, I don't know, put off by the fact that that not all stories have a happy ending. But, I mean, just look at our lives. They just don't. It's, they don't. it's reality. As I say to the children, life is hard. <laughs> it is hard. Yeah. So where, where can people find you on the internet if we want to read your work or follow you? Follow you is so creepy. I don't think you want to be followed, <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, you can follow me at facebook.com slash writer and I'm at Allie Burke Books um, on Twitter. Okay, what parting words do you have for the people right now? I just want people to know um, that are close to schizophrenia or working with schizophrenia you know, in their own lives that um, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and there are other people going through the same thing that you are and to just not ever give up hope. Oh, say that one more time because it cut out, but that was a really good, that was a good ending thought. Oh, I just want to say to people that there are other people going through the same journey that you are who are surviving and you can survive too. So don't ever give up hope. That is so beautiful. Don't ever give up hope. All right. Well, Allie, it was a pleasure as per usual. And I will talk to you in about five minutes. Okay. <laughs> talk to you later. Bye for now. Bye.